This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining the Tahanamback podcast, uh, the award-winning Tahanamback podcast. Always got to introduce it like that. Proudly sponsored by Old Zoological Bar in Hull and Kingfisher Quality Fish and Chips. So tonight I'm joined by a standard member, uh, Will, uh, who's got um, a very bold claim on his sort of, uh, was it title or, or headline? What's it called, Will? Read out what you've got for the listeners. I think England need to bring in Ingram. Yeah, you'd bring something we don't already have, which is a, you know, sort of very questionable playing style. Um, I'm your host, Nathaniel Witto, and we're also joined by West Hall FM's very own AD. So thank you very much for joining us, AD. Um, I asked you the same thing before the podcast started, but I'll ask you again. Are you raring to go for the new year or new season? Looking forward to this new season. Can't wait. Saturday can't come quick enough for me. Is that a good answer, Nathaniel? That's that's a fantastic answer. Um, so things are a little bit negative around um, sort of uh, Hull and the club at the moment. We've had uh, two games, two defeats, both 2-1, uh, one in the league and one in the League Cup. So, um, Will, I'll go to you first because, I mean, I have seen a lot of criticism, some perhaps extreme criticism, um, of Rosinia, but I think the main message we want to get out at the moment is that it's only one league game and two games in. It's too early to really know that this is definitely going to be a, a major problem, right? Um, firstly, yes, both performances so far have not been very good. In fact, saying that feels quite bad for the Doncaster game because that makes it sound way better than it was. The Doncaster game was pretty abject. But... Um, I am a bit wondering, like, normally we always used to judge a season 10 games in is sort of like the general, what people would do, even five games in. Mm. I find it funny that everyone's already getting upset after like, one and a half, one game where 
maybe a dodgy decision at the end of the game cost us a point. As poor as we were, we still managed to nearly grind out a result against a decent side. And then a game where I think nobody actually knew what they were doing, to be honest. I mean, it was just one of those days where every team has a really bad day and that was one of them and hopefully we got out of the way. So mm. I, think, I think a little bit of calm's needed just to wait until, see how the transfer window ends and just give it a couple of games against different opposition to see exactly what's up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very sensible. Uh, I mean, Will, I agree with you in that. We uh, were AD, very, very bad against Doncaster, though. We were, yeah. And to sort of, um, you know, uh, sugarcoat it wouldn't really be be fair. But AD, are you going to be sort of playing the more negative uh, side of the debate today? Let me tell you where I am, Will, because you like this, and so will all the viewers and listeners. Here's what the big problem is, and the reason that the tide has turned in two games is not because of two games. It's because of how we've played while Liam Rossini has been at the club. And Liam Rossini wants to play this attacking, pressing, uh, entertaining football that we haven't seen. Mm. That's the big problem. The games, if, you, if you've looked at the games that we've played, I, I, if I, listen, you know sometimes I go to the press conferences in that. Unfortunately, I couldn't go today because I was on, I was working. And if I'd have gone today, then I would have got into trouble because I'm not allowed to ask questions. But I was going to say to him, Liam, can you please tell me and the rest of the fans when we're going to start being entertained by your team? Because for all the time that you've been at the club. I've probably could give three or four games where I've actually seen some entertaining football. Apart from that, it's been pretty dour. Mm. That's not. And I'm on Twitter if you want to tweet me. That's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll take all the flack that you want to give me. I've got no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's reasonable because, I mean, we have implemented that system of playing out from the back. Um, but you're right that it hasn't been entertaining. It's been perhaps entertaining for the other teams because they feel like they can get an easy goal if we make a mistake at the back. But, uh, I mean, has Rossini been in charge for, is it 30, 31 games now? And we've drawn, is it half of them or over half? Like a huge amount of right. games. Was the, was the stat right that was, so it was 29 goals scored? Uh, sorry, 29 goals against 31 goals scored. Is that the right stat mm. that I saw the other day? Yeah. And, uh, I was keeping up to date with it, but it will be similar to that. We haven't scored enough goals. Uh, and, you know, when the owner came in, Ajun said he'd rather lose 4-3 than have something like a daft 1-1 draw. And I think, you know, as much as we all want to see the team win, I think we all want to be entertained as well. And the, the owner's trying to get this entertainment. He's got it great off the field, and he? You know, we all know. Will's talking about the food that they're doing. They're doing, a, they're doing what, a hog roast? Don't say I'm a fat No, no. What I'm saying, Will, is that uh, they do, the food that they're doing is really good, yeah? The, the other things that they're doing off the pitch, they've got this girl that's going on Saturday because she wrote into Liam, what a great thing that is. You know, they're doing all the right things off the field. What they need to do is these people that are coming in to watch all city need to come on and see, uh, you know, a game and to see people actually giving them entertainment. And at the moment, we haven't been entertained enough for me. And that's the I think that's the big problem. And that's why the fans have started to turn a little bit because they want to see something and they hope that 
in this close season, we get a couple of players in, we get a couple of players out, and it makes the team more Liam Rossini's team, and then we can press on and play the way he wants to play and want to see some entertainment. That hasn't happened yet, has it? Mm, no, you're right. Well, I mean, we will be discussing more of this very soon, but for the moment, we've got uh, James of the Wednesday Till I Die podcast, who's very kindly given some of our, uh, his time to come on the show. So, James, how are you doing? And uh, it might be nice to hear from a fan who maybe isn't quite as miserable as us, because I know you, you did have to scrape through in the League Cup, but at least you did get past the League Two team. So, James, thanks for coming on. Sheffield Wednesday, how are you feeling at the moment? Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Um... Well, a lot better than I was perhaps two or three weeks ago, yeah, which I think is fair to say. Um, yeah, last season was was excellent up until the point where the wheels fell off uh, and then, you know, we had to go through the playoffs, which, yeah, ended up fantastic. But, you know, it didn't look like it was going to be anything like that at all, you know, 4-0 down at Peterborough. But, you know, look, the playoffs are the playoffs, aren't they? We've had misery um, inflicted by you guys, so uh, we know what it's uh, we know what it's like on on the receiving end. But tonight was it was fantastic. But then, yeah, Darren Moore um, has a disagreement with the chairman. He leaves um, not straight after the the playoffs. Two weeks after that, so you know we're already behind because of the playoffs. Then the manager leaves. Then it takes two weeks to get another manager in. Then we don't make any signings. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't looking great. But um, since we've come back from uh, the, the pre-season training camp, we've made, I think it's uh, seven or eight signings that we've made now. Uh, Cisco Munoz, the, the new manager who people might know from his time at Watford a couple of seasons ago, he's uh, he's brought quite a few players in. Um, as to how good they're going to be, I'm not really sure. Uh, only one of them played against Southampton on the opening day of the season. And then... Quite a few of them played against Stockport. I know you mentioned we got through, but it wasn't a great performance. It did feel a little bit like it was, you know, a team that's been chucked together. And with six debutants, um, yeah, I think it pretty pretty much was uh, all chucked together. But now this season, I'm just, you know, hoping that it's going to be a nice, boring mid-table finish because we've had points deductions, we've had relegations, two playoff campaigns. You know, it's been very much up and down in the in you know recent times and i just want a i just want a nice steady steady season to be perfectly honest mm, yeah well uh, that's a very helpful sort of insight into where Sheffield wednesday are at the moment um as you said it was a um you scraped through against the league two team it was 97th minute equalizer but um even though it was penalties i still would rather have had city go through so um how how, how different would it have been if it was two defeats in a row like City have had, um, did that is that yeah? Uh, Joe, really do you know what the, the League Cup it, uh, is what it is. I'm not that fussed about it to be honest. I think it was more of a uh, another it was a chance for Cisco to use his new signings and and see what they've what they're all about and a chance for us to see what they're all about, I guess. Um, you know, like I said, six players made the made the debut, uh, the whole back line, including goalkeeper, was different to, to what played against Southampton. And and just on that Southampton game, I know it was a defeat, but it was only, it was 2-1. I don't know if you guys watched it, but, you know, it took them to the 85th minute uh, in order to, to get that second goal. Obviously, we pegged them back. It could have been a lot, lot more. And I think it could have been, it could have been a cricket score if you look at the, the amount of possession that they had. But I think, 
you know, that's not really a true reflection on on where the team are. I think this weekend is going to be more of a, a true test and we can probably gauge ourselves as, all right, it's only another game and, you know, you're probably looking at 10 games really where you can say, look, this is where, where we're at. But I, I think the... You know the, the game against Southampton was just uh, just an anomaly, really, in terms of I can't you, you can't really take a great deal out of it. We just defended for for what felt like well, it's supposed to be ninety minutes, but it's more like one hundred and fifteen or whatever mm-hmm. it is now with all the added time on. So um, yeah, it's going to be uh, if we'd have lost against uh, against Stockport. I mean, it was a really scrappy goal that we that we conceded. We brought on. Uh, a few more familiar faces in the second half, and and we kind of uh, you know they made a massive difference, I think, and you know we did have chances to probably win it in uh, in normal time and not wait until the ninety seventh minute to score that goal. But um, but no, I, w- I, w- I went too bothered. I mean, it was a penalty shootout. We never normally win penalty shootouts. So that's two on the on the spin that we've won. And Barry Bannon did a Penenka. So uh, I mean, I know it's only Stockport, but still, he's still got to have the balls to do that, aren't you? Really? And if there's anyone that's going to do that, it's probably going to be him. But mm. now, nah, if we'd have lost, uh, if we'd have lost that on on Tuesday, I think. You know, we could have put the tweet out saying we'll just concentrate on the league. You know what I mean? And which I'm sure you got, but uh, you boys have already said that oh, yeah. <laughs> already. Yeah, a lot of people have said that I think already. Um, so a massive crowd. It's going to be a Yorkshire derby on Saturday. Uh, how do you see it going? And as you said, is this a better opportunity to see? Well, I'll bring Adrian well into this. Is this the best opportunity to see where we really are this season? Because both very difficult games against um, parachute payment teams in the first match. So I'll go to you, Will, first. I think this is a better opportunity to see how we're really going to play. It's a more interesting one because I think, like I say, because Wednesday are, I think, on paper at least, probably are a weaker side than Norwich. But that doesn't mean they're necessarily a weak side because coming up from the, they've got a lot of momentum coming up for promotion. And they did, they did okay against... Southampton in the second half anyway, considering how that first half where they got passed to death. Um, but I don't think any team could have dealt with that but with the players that Southampton have. Um, I think it'll be a tight game. Uh, and I, I think it'll be decided by like a long goal. But it will definitely be a more interesting test because, as you said, promo- that the way that not, I think Norwich, based on what I've seen, I think Norwich might actually end up being up there. Um but I think Wednesday, like you say, you'd be happy with a mid-table finish up. Yeah, it gives us a better idea of if we are trying to aim for the playoffs, a better idea of if we're actually ready to do so. Mm-hmm. AD, thoughts on that? Well, I think it's one of them games, really, that if you're, if you're holding you're at home, you've probably got to try and target this as a win, to be honest, and that's no offence to you. James, you know, it's uh, it's just, it's just, you know, I think that's what we've got to try and do. But I'm sure in the same vein as a team coming up from League One with all of the momentum that you've got and stuff like that, you're probably targeting it for a win as well because we only finished, what did we finish, 15th last season, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we only finished 15th, so it's probably one of them games that you could be targeting for a win. I don't know. It's, it's going to, I think Will's right, it's going to be a tough game and it'll probably be one by one goal either way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if you if you look at the um, the fixtures that we've got, yeah, we we started with Southampton, uh, we've got Preston, um, you know, the, the following week after you, then I think it's uh, we've got Leeds as well. A couple of weeks after that, Card- <clears throat> Cardiff, sorry, who will probably yeah, a team we, we, we'd you know we'd like to 
to go in there and get something against them. But you know, the the quote unquote easier games that we've got are, are away from home. So I think you're right. Like it is a game that we perhaps do need to to look at getting some points uh, from because if if we don't, then the, the games that are, that are after that are a little bit more difficult. You know, let let's say and and, and ones where we, we probably probably won't get any points and you, you need to get you know get get running and get those points early. I think. Um, you know, we only had one of our new players that uh, that started uh, against Southampton, which was Delgado on the right hand side. Uh, like I said, a lot of them played uh, in midweek. I don't know how, how many of them are going to play um, on uh, on Saturday. You know, Cisco's been keeping his cards quite close to his chest. One thing that is uh, for certain is that we have moved away from the from the style of play that we had under Darren Moore, which was a uh, very much a five-three-two. We played that for for both the seasons that we were in League One, and I think it's needed in in that league. I think it does work, um, being quite industrial. Let's uh, mm-hmm. let's say, but now in the Championship, I don't think you can quite get away with, with playing that sort of style, and it plays more of a. It can be a you know a four two three one. It can be a four three three. Mainly, it's it's a back four that we've uh, that we've gone to. So we've um, and I know what you're saying. Well, in in terms of like the momentum and things, yes, by and large, you know the players that played on on Friday night were the team that we had in League One. But can them 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 players play this new new style of play that we've got? So it is going to be interesting to see how the uh, how they fare. We've got um, Masaba, who we signed from Monaco. He's um, I don't want to say a speedboat, no driver, but I have just said it. That that's kind of the <laughs> the vibe that I'm getting uh, at the moment. Now, look, I'll be perfectly honest. If he wasn't that, you know, Monaco have some fantastic players. You can only look back at the the players that have come through. If he wasn't that sort of player and he did have the end product, he wouldn't be coming to Sheffield Wednesday. So we have to be, you know, we have to be honest. Um, he signed on a permanent three year deal, so you know, fingers crossed, he can, you know hone that kind of end product he is quick he's very fast it's something that we've not really had before one of those players that you know i can already see that he's going to get bums off the seats and as a fan that's what you want to see and like i said we haven't we haven't had that in uh in recent years so he's certainly one to um one to watch out for i'll not talk about barry bannon because i think everyone's uh knows exactly what barry bannon can do when uh yeah. everybody's sick to death of uh of talking about him um i think things want one thing that we are lacking a little bit is is strength up top. Um, we've got Lee Gregory who, who scored on Friday. That was our only shot on target that we had, uh, and obviously put it away. He's, you know, hopefully it can be as clinical as that. Michael Smith got twenty goals last season, but this you know talk on our podcast and other people on social media I think he's not quite the 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 man for the job next season, which is mad saying that he's the he's the first player. Since uh, Neil Meller, who obviously uh, that was back in 2011, 2012, to actually get 20 goals for Sheffield Wednesday, which is crazy. And I think before that, you have to go back to 2005. So, you know, he's done that. He's got 20 goals and everyone's thinking that he um, he perhaps shouldn't play this season. And we brought Fletcher in from, from Watford, but he's leaving a lot to be desired when you when you look at it. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the the players gel. I think um, you're right, though. We do need to perhaps pick up some points sooner rather than later. I know it's mad saying that in the second game of the season, but looking at what's coming up, uh, it is going to be difficult if we don't. Yeah. Well, um, someone we used to talk to um, or talk about um, a City player every single week um, who now is at Sheffield Wednesday. I think it's probably about time. It's been many months since we talked about him so shall we bring back Malik Wilkes's uh, rubbish corner on to Hallenbach podcast 
Um, well, presumably he's not doing very well for Sheffield Wednesday. But uh, uh, Mal- do you know what Malik yeah. Wilkes? We've hardly seen him. He uh-huh. uh, he came. It was one of the, you know we obviously was in a transfer embargo for quite a long time. Last season we was able to pay uh, transfer fees and we brought him in for what's rumored around 300 k something like that, whatever it was. And uh, yeah, everyone was looking thinking. Yeah, everyone looking thinking in the championship he was poor, but in League One he, he scored all those goals for you. So there was a lot of promise last season. He was injured. Well, he was. He came and he was unfit. It was. He looked miles off it. To be honest, um, I think that was probably because he just didn't want to be at Hull um, and things like that. But you know, we finally got the deal over the line for what felt like an absolute age. Hmm. Um, and yeah, we've ne- we haven't seen him at all. We've, we've seen glimpses of him uh, last season, and you, again, a bit like you know, Masabi has got the pace that we were kind of crying out for. However, we were playing playing a three-five-two, and I don't really think he's a wing back. And play him down the middle no. again. It, yeah, he's no. not. Um, you know, it, but, but but he hardly played. He came off the bench a few times. Um, and like I say, you saw glimpses. Uh, he scored a great goal in in the cup, from what I can remember. Um, but yeah, not really done anything. And then you think, all right, preseason, he can get fit, and he's injured again. So mm. yeah, he uh, he might as well just send him send him off somewhere and you know just forget about him because we uh we had a really poor player in alman abde who came from watford who came with a lot of promise played yeah. a few games and then was just injured and he was on massive money feels very much the same i put a tweet out the other day just a picture of malik wilkes just to remind everyone what he looks like because uh, <laughs> we don't know yeah. we've hardly seen him at all to be honest hmm. well, that but does sound like manic wilkes the one I'm worried about not is not Malik Wilkes, it's uh, Josh Windass, just because he feels certain to score a goal against Hull City at some point. Yeah, he has to. Just just the name alone, you know, he, he's got to do it. The headlines yeah. would be would be very interesting. And then Dishon Bernard as well. Um, yes. I think he's going to be quite a decent acquisition for Sheffield Wednesday. I think everyone was surprised um, that he didn't get a championship move last year because he was pretty I'm good for I'm disappointed we never went in for him. Hmm. Yeah, to be honest, he's probably one of the only players that came came out of Tuesday with any sort of um, positives. Really, I think you know, I didn't go on Tuesday, but everyone else said he was one of the one of the bright sparks. He's he's good on the ball, looks really composed, um, you know, and he, and he can certainly you know drive forward as well, which is kind of how Cisco wants to play. Um, you know, the, the other player that did all right it was the goalkeeper. Um, that we've uh, that we signed from AC Milan, uh, AC Milan, Devis Vasquez. Don't get too excited though. He hasn't played one game for AC Milan whatsoever, mm. and I think they've got about four or five keepers that are ahead of him. So I've no idea what he's doing there. Um, but certainly, it sounds quite in, uh, impressive. Um, but yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting on uh, on Saturday, and um, and yeah, it's one that we're that we're looking forward to. Like I said, it's a bit of a uh, a bit of a derby and we've, we've still got that playoff defeat in the back of our minds and we, we still mm. feel like we even though we've played you since we still want to uh, repay i think yeah you've got to get revenge for the 10 million Sheffield wednesday fans that went to the game oh right. here we go here we go <laughs> yeah yeah well sorry about that had, had to bring that up um so i, it, I don't know whether it's all right i mean are you are you coming to the match or are you watching rugby this weekend which one is it oh well I think to be fair, if I, wasn't, if I wasn't working, I'd be only going to Wembley. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say, don't talk about rugby on this show. Just, just football. I mean, as well as the host, I, I can ban the topic. 
I don't know anything about rugby though so um you could probably start talking about it and I wouldn't realize um I don't know whether we're doing our predictions yet but James uh Yorkshire Derby as we said uh what's your official score prediction um uh, and uh, we, we might do start doing a league table with our predictions and uh opposition fans but we might not be bothered so you'll just have to wait on see on that one go on I'll then, do uh, go have a, can, can i have a head in my heart because they might be different uh you can we'll only write down the head one yeah all right then that's that's fine well, no, surely the heart's more important you know, no, no, that. no the, the head one's more calculating it that's what okay. you think that's what you think is going to happen yet your heart is what you want to happen i think um it's like five nil to wednesday now nah, my, my, my heart is saying that things are going to click um cisco is uh cisco's new style of play is gonna gonna all fall into place and we're gonna you know we're gonna beat you convincingly in a 2-0 win my mm-hmm. head is saying that you know that's not happened yet. Um, it looked a bit ropey on Tuesday. We had a baptism of fire against Southampton. Um, my head's going to say probably a 1-1 one, one draw, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1-1 one, one draw. Um, I was on another Sheffield Wednesday podcast and I said 1-1 one, one draw away at City is a very reasonable prediction because that's what pretty much 90% of our home games were under the senior last year. So. And also, uh, it's one of those where you want to draw your away games when your home games is really ideally what you want to do. Yeah. 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 So, well, thank you very much for coming on, James. No uh, problem. We'll see how that prediction goes. And um, so Wednesday till I die podcast, are the number one Sheffield Wednesday podcast. Is that right? Of course. Yeah. We're not uh, going to say they're not, are they? Oh, regularly, but... regularly in the top ten for football podcasts. So, uh, so yeah, we're uh, flying high, and uh, yeah, loads of people listen to us. We're just honest. We we say how it is. If we think it's been crap, which last season there weren't many of that, but mm. uh, certainly in seasons gone by, it has been very crap. So you know, we we say how it is and just give our honest opinions on on how the game's gone. Really, it's just, just like a chat with your mates down the pub. Mm. To be honest, yeah. awesome. Cool. Well, uh, check that out, the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. The link is in the description. So thanks very much for coming on, James. No problem. Cheers, Travis. Thank you very much. Cheers. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, uh, that was a bit of a, a fun uh, distraction from the sort of uh, misery just with whole fans at the moment. So shall we do a bit of a, a deeper dive into what's going wrong tactically um, at City at the moment. So we are playing 4-4-2. I mean, we didn't play two strikers. Um, but uh, I think two fan was sort of playing as a, a, a sort of false nine, sort of second striker. Two fan on the podcast there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Look, we've reversed rules now, Ant. You're the one recording in the car. I know, yeah. We've come full circle. Mm. I see you. You're throwing your two pence in on your headline yeah. there. 
Um, so as a surprise appearance. Um, and you have strong opinions about the, the tactical system. So uh, what's gone wrong so far? It's not, it's not necessarily... The thing is, what I think he's tried to do is he's tried to solve the goal-scoring issue of last season by putting two strikers on the pitch. Yes, and I think seems that, enough. That, that we... Um, I mean, we've said before as well that perhaps getting the best out of Oscar is to play a, a partner alongside him. Now, he has, Rosini's big job now is to find a way to, to get a system that suits the possession of football that he wants to play, but also gets the best out of the strikers that we've got. Um, I think it's clear to see from, if you add pre-season into the mix as well, this, the, the current formation to me, for me doesn't work in sense of keeping the ball. I think the two in midfield are too isolated in uh, Serie and Slater. I don't think the wingers were tracking back enough against Norwich. Uh, we didn't have enough protection in the full-backs. And then we just don't look... We, defensively, we look awful. We were against Doncaster as well. But also in the same in the same height, we're, we're not creating the chances to justify the changing system. So we're also still not creating chances, but we're still terrible. We're, we're even worse at the backs. So we've kind of regressed from last season. Mm. It's all well and good saying we can judge it after 10 games and that. But at the minute, it's it's you're judging it on what we've, what we've seen. We can only... Hypothetically, you can say, yeah, it might improve. We might bat our Wednesday 4-0. All's forgiven. That's perfectly fine. That's showing proaction in Rosina. And if he changes the things, he changes the personnel of the system, then that's perfectly fine and that's okay. But at the minute, I think it's justified, uh, justifiable to be quite concerned that we look absolutely terrible. Um, this doesn't look like the side from last season. And the biggest issue for me is that it's the vast majority of last season's squad. We've not added much to it. Um, and if anything, the new signings have been the better players. So, Delap was great against Norwich. Lakilo was probably the best player on the pitch for us against mm -hmm. Doncaster, although that standard was very low. Um, I think the, the problem is, is when we do it, we, we, we came on this podcast regularly under Grant McCann and criticised him for not changing his system when it's not working. So, we can't then just not do it to Rosinia because he's golden boy Rosinia. I want Rosinia to succeed as much as anybody does. But he, if he does the same things... And he's therefore justified to be criticised for the same things. So, I watched that game against Doncaster and it was, I think, easily one of the worst. I think that was bad. That was worse than any of the shorter performances we had. Maybe Swansea away, probably. Equally. I was going to say, more worse than Swansea. But, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But that, but that, that's unfortunately where we're at. And last season, I, I don't think we ever saw a performance like that coming. And we've just had two straight after each other. And the, and the more concerning thing is is that Doncaster literally came with a, a game plan saying, these guys are going to try and play out from the back. This is how we counter it. They've got no plan B. And that's what they did. They went man-to-man, -man, let Ingram have the ball, and we didn't know what to do. The players looked absolutely mystified as to the uh, the the role, the, the instructions. It was just, it was disorganised. It was horrible. It was That was, I, I hated that game. Every second I would, it was painful. I would like to have seen... Rossini's reaction if he'd been on the touchline to that happening because I think he'd have blown a gasket on the touchline. We we, we saw. I watched it on um, iFollow right, and the, the the camera was regularly going to Rossini, and he was he looked absolutely bemused as to why the players were doing this, which is I think oh you should quite promising to the fact that maybe the press the players, conference afterward. Yeah, mm -hmm. he, he kept he, he regularly had his face in his hands, and he was on the phone, obviously very unhappy to somebody on the bench, and there just didn't seem to be. I don't know if it was because obviously he was on in the stands and not on the side of the pitch, but there just seemed to be a lack of direction and leadership anywhere on that pitch. To me, and this was talked about on the space we did the other night, 
I'd like us to see try uh, to, to try the five at the back. Get Greaves, Macker, and Jones at the back. Mm. Vinagra, Christie as your wing backs, or Coyle because Christie was absolutely garbage in both games. To be fair, um, yeah. we need that extra man or two in the middle. If he wants to play this possession style, we need we need to pack the middle out. We ended the game with the back three, and we looked a lot better in that period yeah. at the end of the game mm. with the back three. Yeah, Didn't we I, try I, I, oh, we should have scored really. I'd like to see if, if, have, have your back five as as, as Vinagra, uh, Greaves, Macca, Jones, and then probably Coyle because Christie's been poor. Um, Slater, Seri, sitting, and then have two Fan and Trore behind either Delap or Oscar. <coughs> I think possession-wise and creativity that gives you loads. Vinagra wants to be up the pitch. A wing back is what he is. He don't. I don't think he looks very comfortable in the back four. I was um, surprised yeah. that the Fleming and Vinagra were the way around the way. I thought he'd have played Fleming as the left back. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. But Vinagra I mean, will have that flair that he's had from you know playing. I think Premier, personally, we've brought we've brought Vinagra in and he's rated as a good player, but he's no at the moment he's no improvement on Callum Elder. I think Callum Elder would have probably done a better job for us at the moment because the thing is, he's come in probably not fit enough. Uh, we've got Brandon Fleming as a backup who looked a couple of seasons ago good, but now he doesn't look as good. So, to me, would you have better keeping Callum Elder? Probably. Did Cox look good? Yeah, Cox looked all right. And I'd have probably signed Cox. I don't know why we didn't. It can't have been much that money. surprising. I, I, I don't know why we didn't sign him. And I saw, I don't know who put the comment on, but somebody put about Ingram not being a good keeper. Well, for me, I, I put on last week, Ingram was man of the match against Norwich. So, for not being a good keeper, if Ingram hadn't been in goal, would have lost that, would have lost that game 6-1. Six, six what he offers on the ball, isn't it? Perhaps if we well, brought someone... Well, he needs to play the players The players weren't the there problem. for him. People having a go at him for Tuesday night are being ridiculous because no one was giving him anything to pass to. It's the no, no movement, wasn't it? Yeah. It was not his fault in the slightest. Well, no, it, that... I mean, he wasn't. He, well, no. He was, he, he was as fault. frustrated as anybody yeah. else, Will. But it's ridiculous that he's getting all of the... He seems to be getting a lot of the criticism for it. But it would help if someone actually did some movement to allow him to pass to someone. Of course it would. Yeah, we were. We missed, we were that we was the issue. We missed yeah. the lap because when you locked, watched us against Norwich, if you didn't have a ball, it was playing to the lap and the lap held it up. But if you see Oscar in the same position, you kick it to Oscar and it bounces 10 miles off him. Yeah. And then when the lap came on, we did look a little bit better up front. We did. We did. Yeah. The thing is, the thing is with Vinagra, I think long term he's going to be far better than Elder. He's, like you say, he's obviously not match fit. Um, our problem is we don't have other than Fleming a uh, 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 backup left back to sort of get him out of the hole he's in. We have to play him because we have to give him the minutes, and there's nobody to take his place. He obviously doesn't yeah, fancy I Fleming. Don't, I don't see him playing. I don't think he wants to play Greaves as a left back anymore either. No, really. and I, it's it, it's one of those Cox. I don't think we probably did offer a deal to Cox, and I, I reckon he turned us down because he was probably told he'd, he he'd really to be back up to Vinagra. Which mm. I don't think he'll have wanted to sign on that basis. Um, the, the, but like you say, yeah, in, the Ingram here as a goalkeeper is very good. Maybe distribution-wise, he could have tried pinging it to a fullback in that game. But it, we're asking him to do something that's maybe out of his skill set. But a the players times, were not moving for him. They were. A couple they of were times there. when a player moved, like a, like one of the wide men moved, he managed to ping a ball up to him, so he yeah, can't clearly do it. 
Yeah. When when when, when, when your entire team stood in front of you, completely static. Um, yeah. I mean, nobody was offering it. If you want to play possession style, you look at the teams that mastered it. They have to be players that that that. You have to have a lot of movement off the ball constantly. It's got to be pass and move. You've got to be finding mm. space. And our players just looked completely disinterested. They were statues. They were, I, 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 it was just from top to bottom, from the first minute to the last, we were just god-awful. I, I have no it's idea. Still, well, no, it's it's still stuff, it's, it's no, because we were even lucky with that. Minute, it <laughs> it's stuff, though, isn't it, Ant, that you're talking about. They always yeah. tell you at school, when you haven't got the ball, move around. Get into space. If somebody's marking you, move away from that player. We didn't do anything. We're just like, oh, you're marking me. Oh, how's your weekend going? What are you doing this weekend? You're going out for a beer. You know, and that's how it was, really. <laughs> the, the, the only positive, before I go, because my phone's going to die in a minute, um, the, the only positive for me is that I, I do believe we'll get a reaction on Saturday because I think yeah, that yeah, we absolutely well, yeah. I don't think I'd want to be a player in training this week with Rosie. Um, and he's I, got I do, to get a reaction. Yeah, he, he, has to, he has to do something to change it. I do think that um, that there is promise in some of the players. Which I, I think he's starting to figure out who's probably best where. I think Delap and Lakilo probably are the only ones that have played themselves into the side at the minute. Um, and I do think that we'll turn it around. It's just like you say, if if this goes on for another two, three games, where we seem to regress in all aspects of the game, obviously then everyone has a right to be worried. But if we do lose to Wednesday, I do think that it's, it's going to be absolutely turmoil everywhere. Yeah. But as long as we lose but play well, I suppose that's okay. If we've created chances and just been smashed and grabbed, that's not too yeah. bad. Um, people want to see performances as a fan. You can you can accept losing if you watch your team put 100% effort in and you can see a clear game plan. This season, it just looks like the philosophy of last season has gone completely out the window. It, I, I, it's just it is bizarre. So I'm just saying, I think people have the right to be critical at the minute. Um, but like you say, yeah, maybe, you know, Let's not ask for Rosini sat when it's only been two competitive games. Um, you know, leave that kind of judgment till a bit further in the season when we're more towards Christmas. But people do have the right to be worried. I would love to have been a fly on the wall yesterday in training. After the, I was in that press conference after the game, and Rosini before the before his grandma camera doing his, and you could see Rosini outside through the door, pacing back and forth like a man possessed. And then when he came in, it like he was going to punch someone. I would hate to have been one of the players the following day. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to jump off anyway, but I'm going to listen. Uh, and give us your score prediction. And. Eh? Score prediction before you um, go. For Wednesday. 1 uh, 1. 1 1. Very boring. Very boring. But I know we'll predict the same. So thanks, thanks for popping in. And uh, well, yeah, the the thing I was going to ask was, um, no matter how bad the Doncaster game was, perhaps we probably needed it in a way because uh, maybe coming out of yeah, Norwich, even though there was a bad performance, uh, you were thinking that perhaps, um, and we'll get on to this in just a bit of a second, although there's not really much debate here, um, we did lose the Norwich game in a sort of controversial manner. So perhaps well, I felt they deserved a point. You mean by not being a corner and then McLaughlin being fouled? Yeah, well, shall we get on to it? Um, reminds me of a few years ago when Longman kept the ball indefinitely against Birmingham. But then Tom um, Hulliman didn't then foul someone afterwards either. No, but so... If you, if you watch it back, McLaughlin gets fouled in the pox. That's why does he get fouled? Yeah. 
Mm, I haven't really seen that, but uh, AD, what was your opinion on the sort of uh, the way we lost? Because we've conceded 95th minute equalisers at Norwich before, but uh, you know to lose a point completely Listen, was very I, I, disappointing. I think, that, I think that we could have lost that game by a far higher margin because we weren't very good in the game. But when you've defended as well as you have for the amount of time that we've defended, and then to get some really big calls go against you is big. It's hugely disappointing. Saying that, you know, we've had the rub of the green in that where the ball was out and we've played it in and we've scored a goal from it. So you probably, on balance, you probably balance these decisions out throughout the season. And I would think that, I would like to think that the balance of decisions, you know, is about right at the end of the season. So, yeah, I was hugely disappointing. Uh, good job that I ain't got a guinea pig anymore because he might have got kicked out the door. Uh <laughs> And yeah, that, that was it. It was a it was a bad result, bad loss, and uh, no no cruelty to animals. It was just a joke, by the way. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it's basically I think it was terrible decisions, and it's disappointing when you've defended so well. Your keepers kept you in the game. Uh, to lose in that style is not good. Mm-hmm. I do think the second half were a lot more solid as well. I think the first where, half where, 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 there was a lot. We were very open and our defence last pitch was Carol kept us in it. But second half, what, 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 what I'm not totally understanding is you finished the season last season with uh, McLaughlin playing uh, centre-back. You're playing Alfie Jones on your right side of centre-back and then you decide to start the season with a different centre-back pairing. And I'm not sure why that is. I don't know whether you two have got a view on it and why it is. The only view that I can come up with is that He's trying to make sure that he keeps Greaves at the club past the September transfer window. Mm-hmm. Even that, yeah. McLaughlin just wasn't fit for the game uh, at the last minute. Maybe that's the only reason. Yeah, well, that's that's the other reason. Well, but, yeah, but otherwise, why, why you wouldn't have started with them two? You'd have started with your your ones that were so dependable to the end of last season, wouldn't you? Yeah, in my opinion, like, this is. I was very surprised. Time, McLaughlin didn't have a good game on Tuesday. No, no, but it's that, it's that because he's playing with Smith and not with uh, their. Nobody had a good game on Tuesday apart from the Bull of the Keeler. Mm, and yeah. even then, saying good is exaggerated. Yeah. It could be yeah. a third year in a row where McLaughlin's had to work himself into the team because he, his, our defence has improved massively the previous two years when he's come in a few months in. So um, maybe I'll do that, but maybe hopefully a bit sooner because I think McLaughlin. Is a really good player, and uh, yeah, perhaps we could just go. Imagine Greaves, um, McLaughlin, Jones, and then you know Christian Vanagre fullbacks. I think as a back three or a back five, that could work really well potentially, and maybe Christie's not, not, not fit at the moment. He's, mm. he's, he's miles off it. Yeah, you're well, right. Yeah, he, 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 go by, he definitely is. But do you know who can play left wing back, uh, Nathaniel? There is someone in mm-hmm. the squad. He can play and he played it well. To be fair to him, when he was here playing, he played it well, and that is Ryan Longman. Oh, do you actually do mean Ryan Longman? Wow, I, I haven't yeah. been the person to bring him up this week. I mean, I'm not being serious in terms of bringing him into the team, like. But... How dare you? Well, I mean, I would hate. I mean, if you're really struggling for left backs, and you, he has played there, and he played <laughs> well there. To be fair, he did. He did. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what we have to do. Yeah. Um, well, uh, well, let's go on to some more positive aspects. And one thing we've mentioned already that Liam Delap looks like a really good signing. Got off the mark after was it only twenty minutes against Norwich? 
um, oh, good yeah. pressing goal and then a good finish. Um, I thought he was it, the best player on the pitch for either side, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very good. And then he improved the team against Doncaster. So, um, obviously, we have Oscar, who's a good uh, a good striker, you know, decent, and scored um, on Tuesday as well. But Oscar girl, tap it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Delap looks like an upgrade because not only can he finish, as we saw, um, but he can hold the ball up as well. So um, I think he'll probably be, you know, he's the first player on the team sheet at the moment, isn't he, after two games, I'd say, probably, Delap. Yeah, so... I think, I think he, played, he played really, really well against Norwich. Obviously, it's always difficult when you're coming off the bench in a game that you're losing to try and get someone back into the game, and I think he did quite well. But, yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. He, he, you know, when you looked at his hold-up play and his strength on the ball and his willingness to keep the ball and not lose the ball... That's something we've been lacking for a couple of seasons, you know, at Hull City. And I think, you know, if he can play like that on a regular basis, then we'll be lucky to have him. Yeah, yeah. So far, it looks like it could be a very good addition. And as Will alluded to there, Ryan Longman is still at the club. And this is mostly just a positive for myself. But um, we'll transition on to the sort of transfer front at the moment. Uh, Longman was given permission to go over to Istanbul to perhaps sign for... Uh, Kara Gumruk. It's one of the teams in Istanbul and that isn't Istanbul Sport. Um, but he's oh, come back. He hasn't made a. Oh, it seems like half <laughs> the Turkish league is based in Istanbul, very Somewhere close. Around Istanbul, yeah. And then there's two in Antalya, is there? So, um, yeah, the, the, there's a lot in just a few. And condensed places, but um, he hasn't decided to go there yet. He may well do, um, but so far he's still at the club. So perhaps we could bring him in uh, at left wing back, as Will said. And um, so Max Bird, we've made some bids to Max Bird, the young um, but young captain at Derby. Uh, Rossini made him captain last season. Uh, got a really good long shot on him, and made a video of all his goals, and he can score from from outside the box very easily. So um, he might. Also, perhaps be going to Bristol City, but uh, Adrian will. Made a bit true, apparently, yeah. Um, I mean, our midfield staying at Derby because the Derby fans are quite annoyed with him now because apparently they think he's turned his head. Ah, uh, right. But um, perhaps we are lacking a bit of sort of physicality in midfield with Seri and Slater and Troy always playing on the wing. So could he be sort of defensive player, perhaps to to really improve our system? Well, you never know really until they come in here, to be fair. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think when, you look at, when you look at where Tuesday night, uh, Simon's had a good chance to prove his worth. And when Seri was injured last season, he came into the team, he looked far better than he has done later last season and then in pre-season. I've just not seen enough from him to... I thought he was going to be Seri's replacement, to be quite honest with you, but I'm not so sure now. Uh, it, it, why has he gone off the boil? I don't know, but he just doesn't seem the player that he was, you know, sort of. Uh, I don't know what middle, what was it, middle just after middle of last season when Sarri was in. I mean, and he I came think in. Fulham, the Fulham Cup game was his first game, wasn't it? Which was, yeah, was I think so. Yeah, very ish, yeah, around there. Um, a few months into a senior's time, uh, hmm. so I think at the start of the summer it said that uh, we were going to get six signings. And then if we are aiming for an extra five on the, is it four already? That's nine. So do you think perhaps the results and 
maybe what we're seeing is seen in pre-season means we need to get more players in than we Possibly. anticipated. Um, because, yeah, certainly the two performances haven't been good. So, I mean, uh, yeah, that rumour came out before, like, in be- was it before or in between these two performances? So, hmm. I mean, Doncaster's men, then we're actually looking for 10 new players. Mm, yeah, could be. Um, so, how important is it that we get a goalkeeper? Because we've been trying to do uh, that all summer. We're still linked to Kova of Man United on loan. Um, I think that. Been linked with a move to Leverkusen for nine million euros, so I don't think that's happening. If that's how much they want for him, mm. um, we, we 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 could just you know sell Brian Woods and then recoup some money and get and get him surely. I think I think I think, I think we do need a keeper. I think you know, yeah, what we've got in backup, uh, Lothar Tyler. <laughs> he hadn't impressed me enough to say that he could be our number two keeper. To be quite honest with you, so we do need one. Mm. It's the problem that, you know, any keeper coming in then, I suppose, has to dislodge Ingram. And the thinking, can they do that, I suppose? Yeah, I think with Lothar Tyler as well. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to be anytime <coughs> soon. I mean, he's only, like, he's only like 20, 21 as well anyway. So he's quite a young keeper. Um, mm. But we definitely need someone at least has back up Ingram <laughs> and wants to bring them well to replace him. Just because, at least I don't trust any of our other keepers. But I'm saying I don't know much about our other keepers. As a backup, I'd rather have someone with a little bit of experience. Yeah, I, th- I think an experienced keeper is what we got in Darlow, and that worked really well for us last year. Um, but we've had Baxter, and we've had Ingram, and we've had uh, Darlow. The reason why those keepers have done so well is because they've all been at the club uh, at the same time, or with another one at the very least. So perhaps we do need to bring in a keeper, um, as you said, as good as Ingram, if not better, especially on the ball. Um, I think this week uh, coming might be the finally the week we see who this young, exciting English talent we've been trying to sign all summer. Adjuns kept talking about him. Could that be Raksaki on loan from Crystal Palace, the, the young winger who's at Charlton? We don't know. Um, could it be Scott Twine? Uh, I wouldn't I mind a Scott Twine. I would not mind that, although really I think we need a, a winger. Centre midfield, perhaps, is another proper position. I think mean, but... in the championship, Jude Bellingham could play anywhere in the midfield. Yeah, yeah, we could stick him up front. Stick, well, I mean, if we need a better uh, ball-playing goalkeeper, then just put him there, right? Uh, that that would work, at least. Just make sure, you know, he doesn't face any shots ever all year. Um, so, what's what, uh, Adrian and Will, what's the main position, if we could only improve one? And that one player in the starting eleven. What position do you think we really need to strengthen the most? Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, it's a good question, isn't it? I think I think keepers got to be the one, aren't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it probably is keepers. I know you've already said it. It probably is because we only have the one that I think most people would rely on for certain, and we, you need at least two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I still else, think everywhere else in the position there is someone else you could maybe you could bring in. Really, mm. I don't ever want to bring in Lord Taller at this stage. No, I still think winger is a problem position. It was a problem last year. We had Cynic Longman. Um, of course, we tried Tufan and Slater on the wing. We tried Alia, and they kept getting injured. And Pelkas, no one really, uh, you know, really got a, a good position there that they made their own. I guess Slater oh. was playing there, but and then Vaughan came in for just the last few games 
and apparently and he, he might be injured for Wednesday. Yeah, he does it's look a, like it's a lot to ask of a young lad as well. In yeah, you know, when, you, when you look at Harry Vaughan, he's a young lad. You're not going to get a seven out of ten every you don't week. Don't want to bear him out either. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. So that's yeah. the that's the problem with Harry Vaughan. I think. I think you know. Obviously, we've brought uh, we've brought a uh, thingy back in, haven't we? God, what's his name? Why can't Come I think on, his name? Connolly back in, thanks, Will. Uh, thanks, Nathaniel. Uh, yeah, when you, when you bring uh, Connolly back in, he could play the wing as well. So I think you know that that's a, a good position there. Yeah, Lakilo, and then you know we've got a liar, but a liar hasn't really done it, has he? You know, I heard uh, James talking about the guy that they've got that's got a load of speed. Uh, we've got that in in him, but it, there's no end product. The finishing product, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I still think winger's a problem position. If we could get a Scott Twine or someone of this level in, I think we'd be a much better looking team because maybe we do have Vaughan, but I'm not confident that we'd have two really good wingers that if we really do want to push for the playoffs or top half, top 10, which I know Sienna and Aginal want to do, I'm not quite sure we have the the firepower and the wings to, to really do that unless you are going to play someone at a position like a... Traore or Slater or Connolly or I mean you, you name all these players and it's like see, how do we have two good wingers because we've got like 50 see, this, is, this is why you shouldn't judge the team until several games in mm. and after the transfer windows closed really yeah because if we're going to sign five extra players they could be all really good or really bad and we could leave, I don't lose Greaves it's judging the team Will I think, I think that that but I think it's judging the tactics at the moment. I think that's the thing is that we've seen the tactics. We've seen the tactics last season and it says stick with us and we'll get it right and all this lot. But you've got to see some improvement somewhere and we've not seen that as yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very sensible. Well, I think we've pretty much exhausted that topic. So I'm going to bring in the most exciting part of the podcast. It's oh, my favourite segment. It's the combined oh, lineup. It's Nathaniel oh, Watto's special combined lineup. Where's Sorry, Adrian, I've, I've covered you up. Okay, so I'll read it out for the, the listeners and then I'll let you berate me. Is that okay, Will? Okay, uh, so we've no. got uh, Cameron Dawson of Sheffield Wednesday in goal, Vinagre, Greaves, Jones, and Callum Patterson, Seri, Tyreek Bakinson, who scored uh, against Stockport uh, in the League Cup, Barry Bannon, of course, and a front three of Windass, obviously, Delap, and uh, Gregory, so you know, uh, Gregory and Delap, uh, sort of they're playing or Delap's playing on the wing, apparently. Uh, I'm not confident about either side's wingers, so Delap is playing on the wing instead. So, uh, Will, thoughts? Where's Regan Slater? Well, Slater, uh, did, did he would, play would, against Doncaster? Would Maybe Slater get in the yeah, I'm thinking Seri wasn't bad. tarnished by the Doncaster result because he didn't play, whereas Slater might have been on for a little bit. That was my he thought came process off the there. Bench. He did, yeah. Uh, Semi didn't. So, I mean, yeah. b- basing your decision there on a, a cup game where he played about 15 minutes at the end seems a bit silly. Yeah, I just think Seri, I don't really know how I'm doing this, but I'm. Doing it on form, <laughs> but I'm also doing it on that the team needs the man, to be somewhat cohesive, except the, man, the front three of three strikers. The man supports Wednesday's rivals. He played for Wednesday's rivals. He's going to go for it. Maybe. For God's sake, man. Maybe, but uh, Bakinson had to be in there because he scored. 
and Bannon has to be in there because he's Barry Bannon and he's very good. And Seri had to be in there because he's Seri and he's very good. Well, would you not would you not start Regan Slater ahead of Seri every game? Because I would. I mean, I did say Seri or uh, Regan Slater was a player of the season and is going to be this year. Uh, I mean, so maybe I didn't oh, think. I prefer him to Seri, but I prefer that sort of player to Seri. So yeah, I just Wait, think so you would start him ahead of Seri every game then, Will. Probably, but I'd also start. I'd start them both usually every game. It's rare that I'd choose one over the other because they don't play the same position. Well, then I agree. I'm not really convinced about him there, so I'll take him out and uh, Slater's left back. Is that any better? I think Vinagre is actually maybe a doubt actually as well. Yeah, he might be. So this is one of the ones I've not been confident about at all. Norwich last week, I was fairly happy with the one I did and you can find it on my blog. Early in the season, it's hard to do it because you don't know how opponents are really playing because you've got recent form to base it on and all that sort of thing. Mm. So I, is the is it a fact that you're going to get hold of that one, rip it all apart, Nathaniel, and chuck it in your bin? Um, well, if I had, you know, if I could print it out, uh, but that would use a lot of sort of ink money, so I'm not going to do that. But uh, in my mind, I will send um, it to me. I'll print it for you, Nathaniel, and I'll rip it up and I'll show you a video of it. Put in the bin. <laughs> ah, wonderful. Um, but when all of those players score and all the other players on the pitch don't score, I'm going to look very clever on Saturday, but. It's probably not going to be Surely, 6-5. I, I refuse to believe that Josh Wink, that's worse, God. Yeah, I mean, with the way we've been playing a Bernard Wilkes uh, Windass 3-0 defeat, wouldn't be that surprising, really. Well, I don't think Wilkes is going to play based on what I've heard. No, nah, but easy goal against a former team, and even if he's injured, just stick him up front. He might prod one in from a corner. Who knows? But... Uh, as you can tell, I'm not really confident about the result, but uh, shall we go on to um, our predictions, uh, Will? Yes, and, uh, l- Last year, you were predicting 3-0 to City every time, but I feel like, even even for the sake of the, the on-running joke, you might not go for a 3-0 today. I'm going to say Hull City 3, Sheffield Wednesday 0. Ah, well, because I need optimism. to keep saying it. Until it happens, and then the curse is broken, and I can stop. Yeah, fair enough. Or three nil. Um, so I, I won't bother asking you again. Um, AD. Well, I'm going to go for two one Chef Wednesday. Mm. Mm, Reverse psychology. Fun. I like it. Yeah. What makes you say that, AD? Well, we lost the first game two one. We yeah. lost the second game two one. There's a little bit of <laughs> yeah. and, and we both we went one nil up early on um, from a goal that maybe we didn't really fully deserve, and then. Oh, we definitely we des- listen. We definitely deserved that goal on Tuesday. We started for the first three minutes absolutely outstanding, and then it just went to absolute rubbish. See what I did there? Well, no swearing. Uh, it went to rubbish oh. after that three minutes. Mm. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Um. I went on the um, the Wednesday week podcast and I predicted 1-0 City. Um, I mean, I have no reason to think we're going to keep a clean sheet. I have no reason to keep to think we're going to actually win. Um, we're not really going to create much, but... Oh, no, I've just... I've just we're, doing a, we're doing a prediction league, aren't we? And I've got to say 3-0 every week now. I suppose you do. Until we win. <laughs> until we win. Uh, 3-0. Uh, um, so yeah, I'm going to go one nil. Maybe, maybe we'll get a, a bit of a lucky goal for Delap and just see it out. But um, hopefully, the 
the the crowd because it will be a big crowd. I hope they get behind the, the team because they're going to need it with the way they're playing. So um, I'm going to go one nil, but not really, not really very confident. So uh, will AD anything else you want to add before the the big game on Saturday? Two and a half of Hull. Come on, KR. Yeah, cool. yeah good, good luck to Hull KR in that uh, Wembley visit. I, I I hope them bring the uh, I hope they bring it back to Hull. Uh, you know, Hull club. I, I hope they bring it back. Uh, the other thing I want to say is uh, come and join us in the Tigers Trust Arena. We'll be uh, Western FM will be there from one o'clock, uh, broadcasting live from the Tigers Trust Arena. You can get a nice beer in there and enjoy a bit of banter and us talking rubbish on the radio. Awesome. Well, uh, I am looking forward to going to the game. Of course, it's been too long over the summer and uh, should be a really good atmosphere, hopefully, um, especially if we do get a first goal. If maybe it's nil-nil for a little while. I imagine the frustration the frustration is going to build. I am worried if I'm worried the first time Ingram touches the ball, I'm very worried of what the reaction will be. Get it forward. I'll be screaming the loudest. Get it forward. But ironically, so if he hears it, and he's listening to this. I'm, I'm just joking, Matt. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure that'll put him at, at ease. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for listening and commenting and liking some being, some uh, good comments tonight. So we'll be back very soon. Thank you, Will, for coming on. And thank you very much, AD. And we'll see you again next week. Thanks for having me. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.